Welcome all to episode number 13 of the Cornerstones podcast. My name is Parker, and I am happily joined today by a lovely couple, Mr. and Mrs. Zaire and A.K. Carrington. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Parker. Of course, of course. (laughs) So glad to chat with you all. I'm particularly excited about this episode for a number of reasons. I, this is actually the first episode I've done in about a month. Um, I was on a little Southern road trip, uh, not podcasting, but hopefully one day podcasting. Um, so I've been away for a while and I uh, actually spent the first part with Z in New Orleans, had a great time with him. Um, the reason why I'm excited is because Z actually reached out to me about this. And at Z, you know, you work in sales. We all love a good inbound. And <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of the pot, man. I'm a big fan of the pot. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, it was super exciting. You know, when people show interest and, and want to join, I was, it gets me all giggly. So I was like, yeah, definitely. I would definitely love to have you and AK join. Um, and also it's been a depressing 24 hours with Jay Wright leaving. So it's a good, a good little distraction for me. I could focus on things that really matter. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's tough. I, I was just telling Parker, you know, he's the, Jay Wright left the program in great hands with coach Cal Neptune. He's a, a good friend and uh mentor of mine. So you guys are in, in good hands. Go cats. He's been a cat for a long time. Go cats. And if you want to get free tickets through Z and, and, and <laughs> just type in promo code call <laughs> and Kyle will hook it up. Hey, maybe Kyle or Jay will get on the podcast one day. But anyways, um, yeah, def- definitely excited to have you too. Um, thank you for joining. Just to give a little bit of context, I met Z um, through our mutual friend, Luke. Uh, I want to say maybe six or seven years ago. And um, I might be even more now. I might be even like, more. Yeah. I might be like more than 10 years ago for like that, that one hot second when Luke lived in New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like 10 years ago now. Crazy. Yeah, that was. That's where I met Cam. I met you. I met Rob. A um, bunch of Lehigh folk yeah. have become good friends. And uh, Z's a great guy. I'm glad our relationship has progressed and, and gotten deeper over the years. And AK and I have hung out a couple times um, with the Lehigh crew and definitely excited to hear more about her story and the life that she's built with Z. Um, so I'm going to turn over to them in a minute. But before I do, I'm just going to give a quick little recap of Cornerstone. So the Cornerstones podcast is a space where couples like Z and AK can come here and share the story of how they built their relationship, um, for everything from how they met to the dating life, um, the journey of their relationship, challenges or obstacles they had to overcome, any pivotal moments, uh, and then obviously ending with marriage and, and why they got married and what life looks like today. So um, I'm going to stop talking now. And I'm going to hand it over to Z and AK. And, and Z and AK, would you mind just briefly introducing yourself and saying your name, you know, where you're from, what you do for work, et cetera? Sure. Shuggy, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Okay. So my name is Alexandra Kamler. Most people in New York know me as AK. It's my nickname. I am 32. I'm originally from the Bay Area in California. I've lived in New York for 12 years. Um, I work in public health. I do research, so qualitative research, focus groups, interviews, um, public deliberation, 
and I am currently in a doctoral program for public health leadership. So that's kind of what's ho- happening in my world right now. Uh, hello, fans of the Cornerstone Pod. <laughs> uh, I'm Zahir, uh, Zahir Carrington. I uh, live in New York City with my wife, Alexandra. Born and raised in Philly, though. I uh, can't forget about those Philly roots. I work in, I wear a few different hats, but primarily I work in medical device sales. Um, I also play some pro three-on-three basketball um, and have some other entrepreneurial pursuits that I'm also involved in, but uh, primarily basketball and med device sales is kind of how I make a living these days. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Z is a man of many faces. One day carrying a briefcase, one day dunking a basketball. Um, you know, life's about variety, a little variety. It is. You got you to gotta keep switching it up. But this is great. So you two are actually from opposite sides of the country, which is great. Um, so, yeah. so Z, you're from Philly, and AK, you're from the Bay Area. So how did you two end up? How did your worlds end up colliding? Well, uh, as most worlds collide nowadays, via you know social networking or, or dating apps uh so you know we've been married now for just a little over two years but we met about seven years ago eight years seven years ago eight. i don't know somewhere in there uh, but on before apps were even like really like popping so we met on okcupid.com where you wow. had to log on on your <laughs> computer yeah, <laughs> a desktop <laughs> Like I remember, I remember Tinder being, uh, it was definitely out, but it was like new and like hinge was like just coming around. So yeah. Okay. Cupid is where this love connection uh, started, but we both are very grateful about that because uh, it brought us together when we don't think our worlds would collide any other way. So Mm -hmm. shout out to the internet for that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how you guys are, sounds like you two were pioneers. Um, you know, most, I, I feel like meeting on a dating app almost 10 years ago is like, you two were kind of the, the beta versions of that, you know, just starting off and um, there probably was. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a little taboo at the time for sure. Like we didn't, I got it. Like we never were, we were never uh, embarrassed by it or. You know, when people ask, we never, we didn't make up a story. I know a lot of couples that like have a story like they go to for how they met because they don't want to save the internet. But, right. you know, like we're cool with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a time in the near future where most people are going to be on the internet. You know, that's going to be, that's where the most fish I, are swimming and most opportunity. I'd argue it's probably already happening now. It's, you know, whether it be like the, the Instagram DM slides or, you know, I don't know, Snapchat, whatever the kids are doing these days, um, you know, and like you still ultimately it's, 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 you know, just a different Avenue. You still got to go in there and and kick some game and right. Get them to want to reply to your message or, you know, right. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you still, right. It just opens a door. It doesn't guarantee anything. Um, but you're right. I feel like it did have a stigma back in the day and now it's, kind of just normal especially with the pandemic i mean it was the only way to meet people um yeah so shout out okay yeah. cupid man that's awesome 
So AK, so you see, <laughs> so you and Big Z connect on OKCupid, and then you guys go out and meet. So what was what was the first couple of dates like, and how did how did you got how did Z or how did you ultimately like connect in real life? The first couple dates. So the first date, I think, is kind of where you're like, you don't know, especially you're not meeting somebody in a bar. So you don't like see how they move through the world. You don't, you can't really see them in space and time. And so when you show up for a date for somebody that you meet online, it it feels like you're, 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 there's like a broad range of people that you could meet. And so I feel like that was kind of the Mm -hmm. version that we were both trying to provide each other we had no idea who the other one was obviously and so the first date was kind of like who are you? like it wasn't it wasn't like oh this is going to be my person forever it was like wait who who are you what what's going on here <laughs> like i got the impression that he was like this basketball dude and i had all these assumptions about what a basketball guy was going to be and i wasn't sure if i was kind of interested in participating in that but you know as the he he is that and so much more and you know all those assumptions didn't actually pan out but our first date we went to a bar then we both got hungry we ended up having dinner instead of just drinks then we went to a comedy show where his roommates at the time were performing. And so it kind of turned into this, this other adventure, which I loved. And then, so that was the first date, but then the second date was when he came uptown and I was living uptown at the time. And we went to a spot in Harlem and he showed up and he, I think he kind of felt a little bit more comfortable, like showing up as his fullest self. Mm-hmm. And, and I was really into that. Like, I, I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, like date two, got it. Good to know. Great. Love to have you. So good to see you. Um, so date two was kind of like, um, it wasn't when I like knew, knew, but it was like, oh, I'm interested in this person. Right. Right. Wow. That's awesome. Did he lie to you at first and say you played basketball for Duke or did, was he up front? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would never choose Duke first of all. Yeah. He, he would always, you yeah. know, he would never no, choose but- Duke. No, but that's fun. I mean, Z, actually, it sounds like um, the first date was very intentional on your part because you obviously knew that your boys were in this comedy show and you probably thought to yourself, okay, if things go well. I mean, was that something you had in the back of your mind? Like, hey, if things go well, we can ultimately go to the show together. I can show her, like, another side of me. Actually, no. It was pure coincidence uh, as far as, like, that part. Um, So the place I chose, I remember – she said she worked, you know, close by to NYU. So it was a place around there. But it was also, I mean, you'll know, as for all the New Yorkers listening, it was the Penny Farling. So it's not like some snazzy place or great. It was like a place that I would go and get after work drinks a lot with, you know, coworkers and stuff. So, um, and we were both, you know, we were supposed to get drinks. We both were hungry. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And, you know, it ended up going later than expected. And so, yeah, just very serendipitous timing. And we went to go see my roommate's show, who at the time was dating his now wife. And she also performed at that show. So it was like, we dove right in. She got to meet friends. She got to meet friends as girlfriends. Like, date one, we, we, we dove in deep in. Wow. That comedy show, I guess, brought some good luck. Yeah. Um, but so second date, AK, you're saying was 
Zeke came as like his fuller self. Not that he wasn't his full self the first time, but I'm sure like you get all the all the jitters and all the like expectations out of the way and all that. Um, so I mean, that's great that I guess a that you guys went on that second date and actually tried again, even though you might have felt like, oh, I'm not really sure. And then the second date, you were able to see more of who Z truly was. Z, would you did you feel like the second date it was a lot? as AK described, like just more genuine, authentic? Uh, I think it was, a, it was a more, I think the, the, um, the atmosphere and the ambiance, you know, kind of, it was more cozy of a, like a cocktail bar, a smaller place versus like the big Penny Farlane. Also, you know, she was probably a little unsure about me because on the first date, uh, <laughs> she asked me like, well, do you, she asked me, do you, have you been on a, a lot of okay Cupid dates before? Do you go on a lot? And I was like, yeah, it's my third date this week. And so I think that might've been a little off-putting initially. So she's probably like, I don't know about this guy yet. And like, then, who you know, is two, this? Who does he think he is coming up here? He it, it was probably more like five dates and he just lied to you. <laughs> No, no, no. I was, I just, you know, like I tried to establish one thing I remember actively working on at that time was like just establishing honesty and like, you know, Mm -hmm. like who you are, like, you know, like we're dating, like we're here. So you're probably going on dates. I see, you know, I didn't want to act as if, you know, I was, oh no, I've just been sitting at home all week and, you know, so just try to be honest. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And so after so the second day and after that, what did you two see in each other that you really liked about each other and found attractive? I mean, no, there. Are... No, okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You yeah, upload it up. Let it go. Well, so I think I mean, like he's he's very handsome, right? Like aesthetically, he's gorgeous. But also, like I was talking about the work that I do and why I care about it and what I hope to accomplish. And he wasn't scared off by any of my ambition around that. He was into it and wanted to know more. He was also really thoughtful in his questions, um, made me feel really comfortable. So that was the, that was kind of like second date. That's why um, I was intrigued from that. And then you know, there's a lot of other things I could say later on, but for date two, those were the things that stood out to me where I was like, oh, this feels different. This is somebody I want in my life. This is somebody I want to get to know further. Mm. Um, so for me, I, she's obviously very beautiful. Uh, she's very smart. Our conversation was engaging. Um, and like be, it got beyond surface level pretty quickly. Um, I think that we had a lot of like, I could tell very early on, we had a lot of the same values and, uh, she was well-traveled and, um, had like, you know, fun stories and was in a, a part of a different scene too, that I, I wasn't quite getting in New York at the time. So I was just, I was intrigued. I thought she was beautiful. Uh, I thought she was smart. She was very kind. You could also like kind of tell that, um, so yeah, I mean, all that stuff was to the like, full package. Me up to the full package. Yeah, that was just scratching the surface. Didn't even know. <laughs> and it sounds like you two both showed up, um, being fully transparent with who you guys are, and that you both not only appreciated that, but actually loved what you saw when you when you pulled the curtain back. 
which is great. Um, Absolutely. Yep. And that's something even on date two. I mean, that's that's impressive for a second date to be in that position. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes maybe it takes people longer to show that or they're trying to perform. But it sounds like you guys, even at that young age, were very mature in how you approach things. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Well, it's just wild to think of like I met Z when I was 24, 24, yeah. you know, so I guess I kind of knew what I was doing, but it feels like I had no idea what I was doing. Like, what did I know? I was 24. And also I knew something because, you know, now we're married. So yeah, here you are today. Yeah. Sitting here at the corner. Uh-huh. Okay. The one one of the things that I remember too that sticks out about that second date was um, that she paid, which wow. I like not that she needed to, um, but like I think she kind of like sneakily did it too when I went to the bathroom or something. Um, but I just appreciated that, just like the recognition around that, and like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's you know like again she didn't need to do it. I was happy to do it more and prepared, but just you know kind of the acknowledgement. Uh, from her side of like someone willing to like come and spend their time with you, uh, travel up to like where she was, you know, cause I lived all the way down in like battery park at that time and, you know, mm-hmm. came up to Harlem for a date. So um, I just appreciated that because it, it shows that she was very thoughtful and um, you know, she had good emotional intelligence. Yeah. I love about that. Her too. Yeah. I love that. Wow. That's very, um, that's impressive. AK. And uh yeah. She was obviously trying to step up and say, like, listen, this is <laughs> like I could pull some weight too. Um, and I'm glad I the, the funniest part is yeah. she was super broke at the time too. So she's in grad school. So, so I, broke. I can only imagine. So, so <laughs> broke, Parker. I was eating so many rice and beans. Like I remember not going on a date. Like I, I just like I, I couldn't, but also I I didn't want to create a pattern where I didn't want to create some bizarre power dynamic that we hadn't even talked to. And then all of a sudden you were in it. So right. it kind of felt like that was a way to just equalize things. Yeah, no, that's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, you know, I, it's funny that happened to me one time, but it was the opposite. I think the girl was actually like paying her debt and saying, okay, we're even <laughs> like, I'm going to pay for this round. I'm not going to see you again. <laughs> so I'm glad it worked out for you too. But um, no, that's very cool. Like, and, and goes back to what Z had said to, about you, which was you're kind, you're thoughtful, um, you know, obviously independent. And so, I mean, for a second date, that's awesome. So then, okay. So after a second date, so how did things progress from there? You guys were on a couple of dates in New York, got to know each other well, we're having a great time. Um, when did things get more serious? Good question. Um, so if I remember back, like correctly this is a while ago I, I feel like i was traveling for a little bit so we had like a little bit of a break in between uh some of those early dates and our next ones but um we stayed in touch i feel like we we started talking uh, you know daily and like seeing each other more um when did things get serious it was probably a few months later um we start. We spent a lot of time with each other initially, but didn't, you know, grab an official title right away. Uh, and I think it was, you know, later in like October, November, or something like that. We started, you know, we nailed it down and made it a fish. Wow. And I feel like um, 
because maybe maybe because of how I'm conditioned in the world, maybe because of how he framed that first date, but it felt really important to me that if we were going to be exclusive, if we were going to just see each other, it came from him, that it was mm. motivated by him. And I wasn't doing something that was imposing some, an idea onto somebody else. And then them just kind of like going along with it. I wanted it to be an active choice. And so I remember I was walking, I was in grad school the first time around walking, getting a call from him, asking me if he wanted if I wanted to be his girlfriend, I think he was getting like a suit tailored or something. And I just got really excited, but it felt like I had a, I scheduled the brunch with my best friend. And that was, to me, it was like, it's serious because you're meeting my best friend. And for him, there was a, there was a play where like a bunch of his frat brothers, one of them was uh, producing this play. And so I met a whole bunch of them. And then I feel like I think it it was that. And then there was some other thing that we did, Shuggy Wire. Oh, it was some Lehigh. It was a Lehigh event where I met all these yeah, people and like we got really dressed event. up. And it was kind of like, oh, this is this is who this is. And this is who this is in relation to me. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We started meeting the friends. And so I think that's uh, where it got, you know, official. Because, you know, my friends are a big part of my life and, you know, of who I am. So, um mm -hmm when I started kind of like showing her those people and stuff. Yeah. I think that's when we got serious. So a couple months in, but yeah. Introducing you to introducing her to your family, you know, your chosen family. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, in New York, like we are, you know, I got chosen family and like, you know, you lean on your friends in a different way because right. you know, most of us <clears throat> don't have family necessarily close by. So, you know, when you're sick or something like that, like it's usually friends kind of coming to look out for you take care of you it's important in my life at the time right right yeah that's awesome and see i like the fact that you called her and uh asked her your girl that's um very traditional respectful obviously intentional too like just shows you're a good communicator yeah. you know what you want and you didn't want there to be any blurry lines you know you liked her enough to say hey i, I want i want this to be official yeah, I think that's lost sometimes a little bit today too, like the courtship with people. And like, I don't want to sound like some some like old dude or something, but <laughs> you know, if if you like someone, you know, you should. You probably want to like they probably want to hear your voice or talk on the phone. You know, it's a lot of times I feel like people mm -hmm. just want to like text to communicate, but there's something still to you know a FaceTime or a live combo. Yeah, you know, so you can't. Yeah, you definitely can't replace that. So that's no. awesome. And then. Meeting each other's friends, obviously, that's a big, um, that was a big step too. Not just meeting them, but obviously having quality time, spending a lot of, you know, showing them. Um, AK, you said that Z, one of your friends, Z was producing a play. You know, that's like a big deal, right? You don't just, you're not going to bring just anyone to one of your boys' play like that, especially something that he. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, it was like small theater off camera. Yeah, like, you know, like. Oh, was it Broadway? All right, never mind. No, no, no it, it wasn't was Broadway. It was a play, but the point stands, Shaggy. Yeah. The point stands. I was trying to <laughs> get you up, AK, and Z just shot it down. I know. Jeez. The point, no, the point that he made right has now. nothing. It is irrelevant to the conversation. Yeah. No matter how the magnitude of the play is irrelevant <laughs> to the point made. The point is that I met all your frat brothers at once in an intimate setting. Yeah. Did I not? Yeah. 
Well, you've had a yeah. few of them, but yeah. yes, correct. Yeah, like the, I mean, the close, five, yeah, seven. The close spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many more, you now know. It's true. I do know a lot more now. <laughs> Little did you know, that was the tip of the iceberg. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so then what would, what was your, each of your friends impression on the other one? Oh yeah. I love like all my friends, like they like her way more than me now. So, you know, usually it's like, Oh, where's AK? What's, you know, like no one wants to see me anymore. It's always about her. So, That's uh, no, they all, they all, I think took to her very, very quickly. She just has such a very kind and sweet demeanor. She always asks people like, How's your how's like how's your heart? And then people <laughs> will just like pour out all of their secrets and like all like what they're feeling, this, that. And uh so yeah, she got in very quickly with everyone. Everyone loved her right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my friends also like he's charming and charismatic and he's traveling all over the place. Like it's it's hard not to love Z. So Mm. they they were mostly his world in new york is so or was so different from mine and from my friends they were like if if it if you can make it work seems great he seems great it was just like very different circles that we were in very different parts of new york but mm. they loved him yeah different different how so like you know I was in grad school for public health. I, it's just like a totally, the way that you, the amount of money that you have, the way that you spend your money. It's not like my friends weren't spending a lot of time in like clubs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I did when I first moved to New York when I was 20. um, But that wasn't really how we spent our time. And so they were like, yeah, are you going to be all right? right like you're an introvert but um i was fine yeah just different you know like you as you know parker live in new york there's just so many different worlds and uh yeah our worlds were just different from like where we hung out uh you know our friends and what their personalities and like group dynamics were like all that and yeah like throughout all that i think we maintain the ability to stay true to ourselves and also like include those people and incorporate all those different worlds uh together to make you know a beautiful life so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's cool i mean and um ak i like what z said about you asking heart questions you know that's cool too i mean it's apropos what you said to me before we started the podcast you know about how what was the inspiration and all that and um I feel that's great. I mean, I, I can only imagine on date number two, the questions you're hitting Z with. I'm an open book, man. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want to know, ask away. But that's awesome. It, it's cool to see two worlds coming together like that and um, make your friends work with his friends and so forth. Um, so that's really special to see. So then how did, how did things kind of continue to develop after, um, after you guys made it official, you guys made each other friends and continued? I mean, did did the relationship continue to develop and this a smooth trajectory or was there any like challenges or obstacles you guys had to, to get through? Oh yeah. I mean, nothing is like, you know, straight up and to the right. Like, you know, I, I think we always uh, like, like as most couples do, I think there were things, especially at the age we were at 
um, that we were still figuring out about ourselves, mm-hmm. learn about each other, trying to build a life together um, at the same time. And um, yeah, no, I mean, we definitely had our, our different challenges. Um, I'm trying to think back to be like more specific about it. I think, you know, I'm a very, I have a like very outgoing personality, very gregarious, like meeting people and stuff, but then realizing too, you know, once you're dating someone, um, you know, that being the most important relationship that you have and like respecting that first, um, you know, so how I was interacting more specifically, like with other women or like to my meet out or friends of friends and things like that. Um, I know that was something that we, you know, had to figure out and work through really in our relationship and stuff. But ultimately it was like communication was like the key. I think mm. one, we were both like agreed to keep showing up and do the work with each other. And two, like we figured out really early on, like how to communicate. And so like, even in those rough moments and stuff, you know, we kind of, we always knew how to find our way back. Cause we always communicated pretty openly and in a, I guess, you know, way that worked for us you know learning at that point that was my first uh you know like serious relationship in new york so like just learning how to even balance that um distance making time and nights for friends and for girlfriend because you know that's the thing you you like somebody you start dating them but you know you have this whole life before you even ever meet them Mm -hmm. you know and like as we talked about a little bit before i've got you know a ton of friends teammates that are in the city etc so figuring out that balance and then also too like how we hang out you know we hang out at bars sometimes you know it could be just having a ball with parker and next thing you know it's it's 3 30 in the morning you know and like that's all good when you're single but um when there's someone home waiting for you or uh there's someone else to think about in those situations so you know, the normal, I feel like growing pains of a relationship in New mm-hmm. York and being in your 20s and stuff. Um, we had, you know, we had those ups and downs, but we also just, you know, we worked through it. And it's always been more good times than bad. Like we're, we're way more up than, you know, than down. And then we don't stay there for long, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. And those, the sacrifices and stuff that you all made, you know, I would assume it, you know, it might have been labeled as work, but didn't feel like work because obviously you were happy to make those choices in order to to get back to somebody who you loved and cared about or to be with somebody. So even though they might be labeled as a sacrifice, it's really I, I feel like really is something that you're giving up one thing, but you're gaining a lot more. And yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it a sacrifice. Just like, you know, you just kind of repri- like re figuring out your priorities, you yeah. know, like it's. Mm-hmm. Not like sacrificing the time out with your friends or something like that. You'll have others. It's just, you know, making different choices in uh, in certain situations. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, um, how do I say it? I feel like people come into relationships with a lot of assumptions about how it's going to go based on all the relationships that they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of the beginning felt like, we were making these assumptions about how we wanted to do things. And we didn't really, we didn't know that we weren't on the same page until something happened in a way that like, didn't feel good. And we're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Why did that happen? Why were you thinking that thing? Well, you were thinking that thing because this is the assumption I was making. This is how I came in. This is my mental model. This is my framework. And so being able to just have a conversation about that 
instead of being like, screw you, I'm out, made, um, it gave us a lot more room to figure out what was actually going on and what we needed. So, yeah. Yeah. And also assuming it sounds like you two, um, going back to what you said before about communication, that was obviously had to be strong. Um, not letting things fester, I assume, you know, like bringing them up kind of in a timely manner whenever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I just absolutely, I'm, there are people that can compartmentalize and be like, I'm just going to deal with that tomorrow. I don't have space. I don't have time. Like I can't, it will completely consume me. If like, I have a hangnail, Z will know about it. You know, like I, I tell him when things are happening that I don't like, or when I do like, right. I, but also one of the things where I kind of felt like I met my match with Z was one, like the power dynamic was equal. I didn't have all the power and that was new and interesting for me, but also there were kind of these two rules. It was like, once we're drinking, we're not having a hard discussion. Like that is, that is a no fly zone. Like it's not good when we have a conversation once alcohol is involved and two, you can't leave. Like you can't leave the space when things are hard. You can't just walk off and leave the conversation. You got to like, you got to stay. You always got to look inward before you go out. So Mm -hmm. what's happening with us? And you got to kind of stay there and figure it out before, you know, going about whatever you need to do. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, that's really practical. It's funny that you said that AK, because, um, one, when, you know, my parents were younger, one guy said to my dad, very practically, when you two, when you and your wife fight, is there usually alcohol involved? And he said, yes. And I would, I remember watching my dad sometimes, like if there was any kind of, any kind of riff at all, literally taking the wine he had and like throwing it down the sink and be like, all right, we need to like squash. So that's, that's actually a pretty good, a pretty cool rule. Um, and obviously it makes a lot of sense because adding alcohol to the equation obviously just makes like a small thing blow up into a big thing. And then there's other things that go along that, which say things you might not mean or et cetera. Um, yeah. And one of the things that the, um, I think, it, I don't know, there was somebody else in our life that was kind of having a fight and we were talking about it and it was, and I think also my dad had like talked to me about this, but basically like once you say something, it's out in the world, you can't take it back. You can apologize for what you said, but the person will always remember that you said it. So you gotta, I, I think sometimes, especially in the beginning, People don't necessarily realize how fragile a relationship can be. And if you say something that you don't mean, you might not mean it, but it's still going to be hurtful and it's still going to stay with somebody. And you're still going to have to deal with the impacts of that Mm -hmm. either now or later. So uh, if you've been drinking, like at least for us, it's not the time to to deal with anything hard. Really when you drink, you, you say first and then think after instead of thinking first and then saying after. Totally. (laughs) One of my, you know, kind of early, you know, boundaries or something that was important to me, too, was like, uh, and how we communicated, whether we were angry or not, was like, don't raise your voice at me. Like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm an adult. You're an adult. If there's anything you can say, you need to say to me, I can understand at a normal tone. But once you start, like, raising your voice and, like, yelling and screaming, like, I can't. You know, because I'll just, like, ignore you then after that, you know, and that puts me in a bad. Now we're not communicating. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like those, those couple, like, I know they sound like small things, but to put those in place, I think is, 
really helped us have a lot of more peace in our relationship. And also like I um like I come from a house where there was a lot of screaming. So like I was doing what I saw. And my, you know, I talked to my sister, she did it too. And her fiance was like, yo, you need to chill. So it, it just is like, yeah, this is not an effective way to communicate. That's just, just because you saw that doesn't mean that that's the way you should be doing it. So it was, right. you know, you're 24, you're like trying to unlearn all the right. stuff, figure out like what's the good stuff and what you want to keep. And then also like what no longer serves you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. I was just going to say, you know, unlearning is, is a process. Relearning is a process. Um, but obviously, to your point, if you guys are open and communicative throughout that process, it makes things a lot easier. And probably assuming that the other one has the best intentions too. you know, AK, you mentioned maybe not being on the same page or not just handling experiences differently. If at the end of the day, you keep the big picture in mind, I feel like and you just assume like, hey, like Z didn't mean that or Z says, AK, like, I know she didn't actually mean that. She didn't mean to raise her voice. just the way she kind of grew up. Um then that helps put things in perspective, obviously, you know, giving the person the benefit of the doubt or remaining optimistic in that sense. Yeah. And I, I think with Z, I mean, like, I just, I don't raise my, like, I just don't do that anymore. It, like it was pretty short lived in our relationship, but <laughs> um, one of the things with Z is like, he just kept showing up in a way that was really positive. And so at a certain point, you just have to trust that the person who's showing up is the person they say they are, because that's how they keep doing it over and over and over again. And I was like, there's no way that this guy is this good, this sweet, this kind, this thoughtful. There's absolutely no way. And so when we would get into when we would get into it, to have that background, have that foundation, to be like, there's gotta be something here that I'm not understanding. There's gotta be a piece to the puzzle. There's a larger contextual um, piece that I'm missing. And once I understand that, it'll make a lot more sense. Not all the time, but Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I think that's where love languages come into play. So effectively, you know, I used to kind of laugh at that and say, wait, what doesn't everyone want gifts? Doesn't everyone like physical touch? Doesn't everyone like words of affection? You know, like you need all five, but obviously like some hit more than others. And I feel like you could say that same thing about almost just communicating, interacting with somebody, right? Like different people respond to different things. Like respect means different things in different cultures or different households. Yep. Yeah. I I think we were kind of early on with the the love languages and stuff like when that became, you know, a popular thing that a lot of couples were doing and talking about, but to really like recognize what ours were, you know, as, for us and also like in the other person, like how they like to be loved or needed to be loved um, to sync those up, you know? And like, once you understand that, it also makes the communication a little easier as well. Well, and also one of the things that we were doing is we were loving the other person the way we wanted to be loved, but not the way the other person needed to be loved. So that was also kind of a switch to a, identify what we were doing and realizing that it was actually kind of the reverse. Like I needed something different and so did he, but we were just doing what we were hoping the other person would do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's um, yeah. I mean, you want to treat others as you like to be treated, but you also have to treat others in the way that they want to be treated, <laughs> which is, you know, there's, which is two different things sometimes. 
Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And I assume you guys talked about that stuff and just kind of laid it out on the table. Um, which I think is like, it's really cool. I mean, sometimes you're like, Oh, well you should know your partner. You should, you should like pick up on that. But it's like, no, sometimes I need him or her to tell me to unload a dishwasher. You know, I can't just, (laughs) it doesn't come naturally sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're all adults. I I think it's a, it's a good practice to get into like saying what you need, like in all facets of life, whether it be like with jobs, with friends, like in the bedroom, like no one's a mind reader, you know? And like, as much as someone, you know, loves you, they like, they don't always know what you're thinking or what you need. And also like, it usually, it'll help them love you better or like, you know, love you the way you want to be loved once they know. Um, and you can verbalize that. It's also a good practice in like, what are your feelings about something and being able to like articulate and communicate those. So it's, it's a good thing all around if you, if you can get there. Yeah. It also allows it to be dynamic, right? Like what you need changes over time because who you are changes over time. Like we got together when I was 24. So recently we had to like recalibrate some of the like things in our relationship because it was like, that doesn't like, that doesn't serve us anymore. Like I need to disentangle some of my stuff and saying what you need in that moment allows you to like, yeah, that might've been true three years ago, four years ago, but we're at a different point now. So like, mm-hmm. let's shift and evolve together. Right. Right. No, that's, that's very true. And very, um, that's an honest thing to recognize in each other is, you know, sometimes some aspects of yourself stay the same, but a lot of times things different. Some things are, or some things become different and change often. And AK, you were saying like, I'm the different person that I was eight years ago. And therefore um, I have to let Z know how I've been changing. Uh, there's like a funny, just a little anecdote about a guy who says, you know, my wife has been married to eight different men throughout her lifetime. And all of them have been me. And in a sense that like, you know, I'm, sometimes you just have, sometimes things change and um, it sounds like that's what you're essentially getting at. Yeah. Inevitably they do, you know, it's not a bad thing. You just want to you no, choose sure. your partner and you choose your partner for life. Um, but you also, you know, that person is going to change and grow. So you want to be able to grow with them. Right. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's, you want, you marry the other person, not just obviously because of who they are in the moment, but you see the potential in them and see who they're going to be. And, you're obviously there as their as their spouse to help them reach that potential. Yep, totally. Yeah. So, how did you guys beyond what we just talked about? I know you two. You eventually moved in with each other, um, right? You guys moved in up in Harlem. So, how was that? How was like living yes. with each other different than? How um, was living with each other? It. Uh, you're not dating each other all the time. You like. You're just. You're living in the same space. So like when we would get together, we were actively present and engaged for the whole, however long we were on a date together. Mm-hmm. But when you're living together, you can't do that. That's not sustainable. You need to you need to like do work and you need to sleep and you need to do things that are not related to going on a date and being super present in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of like finding a balance where it's like, when are we, we can just be around each other so we're near each other, but you still need to find time to date each other. And that was, that was a shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, 
I mean, that was a shift. We also, we, we moved in uh, together, I would say, like, not long after starting date, maybe, like, a little over a year or so. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, fast in some ways. Like, um, But we recognized that and also were like, hey, like, let's just, you know, like, there's no pressure to try to, like, get engaged right away or, you know, like, let's continue to, like, learn each other, continue to, like, learn how it is to live with one another. Mm-hmm. Um so even like that communication, but like some of the biggest differences, like I'd say it, it was fun. Cause like, you know, your, your best friends like home when you get there all the time, or, you know, you kind of got somebody built in to hang out with and, and do all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I assume that, yeah, you also have to make, I think AK, you mentioned this about, you know, you have to make kind of date night, more of a priority in a sense because it's the first date night was the only way you, you actually could hang out with somebody. But now it's like, okay, well we spend a lot of time together, but we also need to keep like the flame going. So was that something that you guys like talked about or worked through as well? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we both have pretty active, I feel like social lives. And so yeah. it was, you know, and we also like, we like to date each other. We like to date New York. Uh, we both like mm-hmm. to travel. So like, I don't know, that was never a, a, a difficult thing for us. I think um, yeah. one of the things that we made a priority not too long after living together was like to have uh, consistent like relationship check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of do that yearly with the trip we call it State of the Union. Um, so like that became more of a priority for us and making sure we had like time to just do, you know, check in on our relationship, kick tires, make sure everything's good and, you know, from there yeah and it it felt more like instead of like keeping a flame because it 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 didn't it felt less like that and more like how are we going to intentionally be present with each other Mm -hmm. because there's all these other things going on so like right how are we going to just like sit down and be present with with one another Mm -hmm. um and so oftentimes it could be a date but um kind of those bigger like when you couldn't have if there was something like a bigger conversation and it didn't feel like the right time, we, you could have it, but you could also do it at the state of the union where it's like, really, what is the state of our union? Like, so it's a weekend thing. We do it every year at the beginning of the year. Like, what do we, uh, what do we love about our relationship? What needs a little bit extra like attention and tenderness and like care around? What do we need to work through? Like, what's a goal that you have for yourself? What's a goal that you have for us as a unit, like, what's your travel schedule? Like, I mean, zahir has been in like five different time zones in 10 days. Like the schedule is crazy. So figuring out, okay, well, if there's six weeks of travel or however long it is, I'm going to fly out here and meet you so we can like, um, be with each other and, you know, just figuring out all those pieces too. That's amazing. I mean, one thing that's been so impressive that I've learned from you two is just not only you guys, husband and wife, but you're business partners and or life partners, I should say, like in the best sense, you know, just being very intentional, being very transparent, um, very communicative about things. Um, you know, you do all of the kind of like rudimentary, you guys are like the San Antonio Spurs, you know, just doing the rudimentary. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know? So Bro. The, funda- <laughs> the fundamentals and fundamentals. Oh, yeah. You're going to crack up. You, oh, because, my so, God. Like early into us dating, uh, or I don't know, not early, but sometime during our time dating, 
This is hilarious that you said that. That's it's so absurd. that's so crazy. It feels like you must have talked about it. In your I swear to God, I've, I promise I did not. Oh man, I've never told him this. Um, he just but, moved us to a different team, but go ahead with I the always, story. I, always, I, I described our relationship as like the San Antonio Spurs. I was like, it's like for twenty years in a row, they've always gone to the playoffs. We got like some, some five championships in that time, like some really <laughs> amazing moments. We got like we got all time greats on the team, like. We, we got it all, you know, it might be a little boring, a little ho-hum because we're just, you know, it's just the basics, you know, communicating yeah. and like, even going back to what you were saying, like about State of the Union, um, you know, in, in any job you have, like, or, you know, any business that you do, it, like you have like a plan for the year, like what's the next year look like for you? Like, how are you going to get there? So like for the most important relationship in your life, why wouldn't you sit down and have like a plan? It doesn't have to be so... Yeah. You know, it's not we're not pulling out Excel spreadsheets and stuff. It's not like that. But, you know, to sit down and, and plan out your year, your goals, talk about them with the person that you love that can help you get there. Um, it's really it's simple stuff when you kind of like mm-hmm. take a step back and think about it. And it always gives us an, an excuse to like travel or go somewhere together and like mm-hmm. kind of carve out that time for one another. But um it's crazy that you said the san antonio spurs that's that's actually ridiculous no one else has ever we've never told that to i've never else, no he's so. never said that to anybody really oh yeah. my goodness no. that's so funny i literally so the, yeah the, the other night she asked me she goes well are the spurs in the playoffs i was like no 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 it might be time for us to pick a new team <laughs> yeah. so we and just I was like, changed well, over shoot there. why do we still have to be the spurs then they're not <laughs> making the playoffs come on <laughs> Yeah, so we're like we've been like six years with the Spurs. Now we're like we might be sliding over to Golden State, but you yeah, know it's, it's all about yeah. yeah, keep it going. Hey, the, yeah, the Warriors are good at fundamentals too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, you guys are just so intentional and thoughtful, and it's refreshing to hear because obviously the chemistry is there, the emotion is there, the romance is there. Like it's it's all present, but I feel like sometimes, I mean, I'm maybe speaking for myself is that. You get so caught up in the feelings and the experience and and all the chemistry and camaraderie that you maybe like don't forget that it takes a lot of intentionality to make yeah. things progress and help things grow, especially when you have two imperfect people trying to become one flesh and make it work, you know? And um, yeah. I, I love like the State of the Union thing. I think that's so cool that you guys have that. Like this, I mean, it's it's crazy because I don't even know if I... Yeah, I think I did do goals, but having even your own personal goals is one thing and having a couple goals together and then like, yeah. what's your vision? What's your like, what's the out, like, what's the future look like for us? I think it's so cool. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's, was it's a, important. go ahead, my love. No, so we recommend it to everyone. And um, also like marriage is like, you are business partners too. Like, don't like make no mistake about it. Like you become tied together financially um you know you're you're tied like it's important to have those different discussions um Mm -hmm. and like and don't they don't need to be like weird or uncomfortable like this is the person you're sharing your life with so you know you want to be able to at the very least like know what's going on with that stuff because yeah your partner's in it all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we got state of the union from my dad who I, I feel like I've referenced him a couple of times. He's got a whole bunch of like relationship tips and tricks. Um, but it, it just, I think he, he suggested it to us when it was like a point in time when um, 
there was a lot of like moving parts like Z's um, basketball was picking up and like schedules were kind of getting crazy. And we were, he was like, you know, this might be, let me offer you this thing. Maybe it'll be nice. It's a, it's a way for you to travel, go somewhere you love. Mm-hmm. We ended up mostly going to Miami, which <laughs> is great. It's a love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, no, that's really the cool. Union. That's really cool. I love that. I love that. So you guys eventually decide you want to get married. Um, was marriage something you guys always had dreamed about when you were younger, something you wanted? And then did you think about what it meant to be a husband or be a wife? Like, was that something that you practically thought, like, what does that mean for me? I think I thought about like, what does it mean to be in like committed partnership? like long-term committed partnership, less about like, what does it mean to be a wife? I think mostly because it might be because of the way like my my parents were. um, When I hear like, what does it mean to be a wife? I think like very specific, typical gender roles. And maybe that isn't what that means to you, but that's how I hear it. And so in my household, there weren't those typical gender roles. So um, it was mostly like, how do you show up to be a, like a thoughtful, loving, like compassionate partner kind of, yeah. and what does that look like? And what does that mean? And who do you want to do that with? Cause I, I was always of the mindset, like if I don't find, I'm not, I don't need to get married to be married. Like if I find somebody I want to share my life with, I will get married, but it wasn't like a, a given that I would. Right. Right. And I feel like that's, that's a healthy perspective. And, um, yeah, I guess to clarify what I was saying about husband and wife is more like, uh, you know, almost uh, not turning back commitment. Like this is solidified as what I'm going to do and I'm going to kind of go at it 110%. Not that you were, oh, but you know what I yeah. mean? Kind of well, that that feels like that level of commitment feels very, like I, that is my lane. I love that. Like <laughs> I feel comfortable in that. So that didn't feel like, um, that didn't feel like a stretch for me. Okay, cool. But I like that mentality that you said, AK, about, you know, I'm not going to put, like, the concept of marriage maybe on this big pedestal and feel like it's something I have to do or society's going to push me in that direction. But, like, if I find someone who I feel like I I want to marry, then that will be, you know, marriage will be kind of the means to me spending my life with somebody like Z. Yeah, and I really, like, I want it. I really deeply wanted that partnership that intimacy i just like i didn't want to just deal with anybody right you know of course that's of course yeah best decision ever made was to marry him uh so sweet and z what about you um yeah i think we both like going into you know after we were engaged and everything, or even before being engaged just talking about like what marriage meant to us and it was it meant the same thing which is like that lifelong partnership um that willingness to keep showing up um and we were very clear about that you know like a lot of other things and dynamics you know they, they take different shapes and like it was what was cool for us i think we had some really good examples we were fortunate in the fact that both of our parents uh you know are are still married to this day but they're you know 
yeah, both our parents are still married. Like ma- marriages look very different, and like how they, you know, communicate. But that was also just good for us to recognize, that, like marriages take on very different forms, and like what works for this person, like this couple or this family or that, can be totally different things. But what's important is that you figure out what works for you. And like we kind of just try to come back to that a lot. Like the goal is like this lifetime partnership, and to keep working at that and um and to like be true to ourselves in that you know and then everything else kind of like will figure itself out afterwards but yeah 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 so we're aligned there amazing and um i guess just looking forward you know what 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 do you guys have planned in terms of the future um you know how i mean have you guys thought about like what the i guess next 10 to 20 30 years look like for you two as as a Carrington couple, I know you do because you, Greg Popovich, always has the next thirty years plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted to tell you too early on, like so. AK is actually a Camler still, kept her last name, mm-hmm. um, although we are still, you know, we're united, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, I don't know. We look forward. We talk about um, trying to have kids in the not so distant future. Um, we have some big questions to answer about you know where we want to be long term you know we met here in new york but neither of us are from here uh we're at an age now where a lot of friends are you know dipping into the suburbs and you know our community our chosen family in new york city is not as large as it once was but um so answering some of those questions and that kind of figuring out where we want to be uh yeah we thought about it and yeah we Hope to see some kids in our future and where we'll be TBD. But well, we better end this podcast soon so you guys can get, go ahead and <laughs> get moving. <laughs> um, yeah, anything to add to that? The thirty years feels kind of wild. Like, where do we see to? Like, I'm thirty. Where am I going to see myself as like a sixty-two year old? I hope somewhere warm. Like, My- I don't. Maybe I don't know. Florida's crazy, so I don't know about that. <laughs> but like somewhere warm, New York winters are not gentle and they are not nurturing. And so, uh, um, yeah, with like community, family, I don't want to be working crazy as an older person. I want to like hopefully get this doctorate, be able to like work and give a like for us to both create foundations now that give us plenty of options to decide how we want to use our time later on. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. I don't know how, how what that will look like, but yeah. that's what we're gunning for right now. Amazing. Amazing. All right. We can do a uh, quick lightning round and then you can, we can end on uh, some fi- final piece of advice for you too in the next five minutes or so. All right, so love a lightning uh, round. Lightning round. All right, you ready? All right, who cooks more? I do. She does. All right, who sings around the apartment more? He does. I do. Z. Okay. Who wakes up earlier? I do. Z. Z. Who goes to bed later? Who's more the night owl? Z. I do. Wow. Late to bed or surprise? Um, who spends more time getting ready to go out? Mm, she does. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, sounds like we got a challenge. I don't know. I would challenge. I mean, you got more to do. Like, you know, I got more to do, but the pace is different. And also the number of times going out. So depending on how you want to answer that question. I mean, Z in New Orleans would like seven times over. So I think it's Z. I bet. (laughs) But always really quick. (laughs) True. Um, Who stays at the party longer? So here. Yeah, I figured that. Um, <laughs> who's the bigger risk taker? Me. Zahir. Z. And then who's yeah. the big, who's the bigger baby when they're sick? Aka. Zahir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I don't know about that. It's usually the guy. <laughs> yeah. I just like being left alone. Just put me in a dark room. Mm. Good. <laughs> mm. With quick access to a phone in case he needs something. Yeah. Um, all right, great. Well, any any final just pieces of advice or kind of words of wisdom you guys want to end on? I don't know how much wisdom we have, but you've dropped a lot already. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything profound, but just any any kind of final send off. What do you got, Shugs? Um, I always just kind of recommend people like stay true to you and like your relationship you don't have to do it any particular kind of way you know like figure out what works for you and the person you're with mm-hmm. love up on each other you know make sure that's the most important relationship that you treat it as such and have fun man like anybody that you're, like you're dating and spending your life with like it should be fun so mm-hmm. you know hopefully you find somebody you can have fun with and go through all these crazy parts of life together yeah yeah amen to that yeah, yeah i agree those all sound great reverend z <laughs> Yo, he is I ordained am. not to ordained. be mistaken with reverend carl lentz reverend z no carl. <laughs> <laughs> no reverend z ordained by the universal life church i do you know weddings whatever you need I'm gonna go. quick, quick little quick little plug-in <laughs> yeah you know what i mean here for it all. <laughs> He's open for business. All right, guys. Well, thank you too so much. This has been an awesome episode. I really enjoyed talking to you too. And um, you know, Tony Thanks Parker and New Ginobili always bring in always bring to the city, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's been a really interesting, great conversation and um love the relationship you two have. And I'm sure this will definitely impact and inspire others. So thank you again for joining the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Steve. All right. Cornerstones episode 13. We out. (laughs) 